The calling to church leadership is a sacred calling. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Uh, We're moving on in our study of Acts chapter 20. Today, we're going to be looking at uh, 26 through uh, 31. Um, And then we'll probably, uh, Lord willing, conclude the chapter tomorrow. You'll remember that Paul is in his conversation with the leaders of the church in Ephesus Uh, He is not in Ephesus. He is in a place called Miletus, and he called the leaders of the Ephesian church to meet with him, and uh, he is beginning to um, make his defense, a defense of his ministry, and also uh, some reminders to them about uh, the importance of their calling as leaders in the church of Jesus Christ. So as we prepare our hearts for study, let's go before the Father. Lord, we love you today. Uh, Thank you as always for your word. Speak through it in clear and vivid ways that your spirit may bring understanding to our hearts and we might apply these things to the benefit of our growth and grace. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, here is Acts 20, 26 through 31. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. So Paul goes on in his conversation with these elders, these leaders from the church in Ephesus. And at the outset he says, hey, look, I'm innocent of the blood of any people who failed to rightly understand the truth of the gospel. I did not shrink from declaring the whole counsel of God. In other words, I did not selectively teach and preach that which I wanted to teach and preach. I preached the whole gospel. I preached the whole counsel of God. Um, If there are those among us who are uh, unconvinced or unsaved, their blood is not on my hands. Um, and then he shifts from his ministry. And so he's kind of been making this defense of his ministry in their presence just because of all of the trouble that stirred up in, in the Ephesian community. And then he shifts his attention to their ministry, starting in verse 28. And he says, hey, you need to pay careful attention to yourselves, your own spiritual life, your walk with God, and to, and to your flock. Turn your attention to your flock. Uh, in which the Holy Spirit has set you apart as overseers. And what is your purpose as an overseer, an elder, uh, a pastor in the church? Your purpose is to care for the church of God, uh, which, uh, Paul says, he obtained with his own blood. Uh, Jesus Jesus went to the cross for his bride. Um, He was willing to die for his bride, the church, the bride of Christ. And Paul says, this work that you have been appointed to is 
incredibly important. And the people that you're caring for, the flock of God under your care, were one to God at a steep price. And so don't you for a moment forget the price that was paid for this little flock that you're leading. And you care for them. And you look out for them. And you look out for your own walk. Um, because this was a blood-bought bride. And this was a price that was uh, a treasured price that was paid uh, to win them. And uh, in verse 29, he says, uh, I know what's coming. I'm going to leave your presence. And I had spent these three years among you teaching and preaching and uh, giving you the full counsel of God. And I know I'm going to leave. I'm going to go on to other mission fields and the, and, and the wolves will come in. And they will come seeking to destroy and to devour. And there will even be some from among you who rise up and begin speaking things against the gospel that we taught. So you be ready because here's what's happening. And, and, and Paul is right. Um, that, the, that there would be some false teachers that would rise among them speaking twisted things to draw the disciples away from uh, the church and the true gospel uh, to their own kingdoms that they're making um, that would lead them away from the true gospel. And then a final reminder, therefore be alert. Um, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. Uh, Paul taught so passionately. <laughs> he warned so abundantly. Uh, he tried and, and offered his very best uh, to these men and women, these leaders of the Ephesian church, uh, to equip them that they might lead, that they might minister uh, the gospel and administer the life of the church in such a way as to protect the flock of God and to see it grow. And that was Paul's uh, central concern. And so this is a beautiful pastoral passage here. He's pouring into these leaders and he's saying, look, I'm telling you, I know what's going to happen. Prepare yourselves. Be ready. Be ready. Um, and and don't be afraid to call these people out. Don't be afraid to speak truth. Don't be afraid to go to battle for the kingdom. Um, and uh, spiritual battle, of course. You know, Don't be afraid to call out this false teaching. You be ready uh, because the wolves will come and, and they don't care about your flock. They just want to devour them. And that's Paul's great heart here in this warning of preparation um, for his departure and his moving on to other ministry fields. Now we know later uh, that Paul wrote a letter to the church in Ephesus, uh, the book of Ephesians, <laughs> because he had things he needed to say to them beyond uh, this moment here that we see in Acts chapter 20. Um, these are uh, wonderfully pastoral words, encouraging and uh, we too should take heart, those of us who are involved in local churches, whether we're in Christian ministry or not, we all have a responsibility, right, to care for the life of the church that we belong to. If we discover that someone is teaching something false, someone is teaching something antithetical to the gospel, uh, someone is um, uh, stirring the pot or, or uh, trying to create dissension, we have a responsibility to the wider body to bring that attention, to bring that to the attention of the leadership, to the people who can do something about it, so that uh, we can together work to protect the flock 
of God, to care for the church. Yes, pastors, that's their main responsibility, but we all have a responsibility. If you're not caring for your church, if you're not loving on the people in your church, then um, you know, you're know you not really in ministry to them. Uh, we're all called to be ministers to one another. We're the priesthood of all believers in Christ. And uh, we're ministers of the gospel too. And so we should care enough about the church. We should care enough the, about the price that Jesus paid to win us back, to set us apart, um, so that uh, we, we protect spiritually our churches from the onslaught of the enemy. All right, my friends, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study. Uh, it's always my prayer that these words would continue resonating in your hearts as you consider them. And we'll be back at it again tomorrow, Lord willing. You take care.